Welcome to episode 98 of the Kraken Pod, a podcast for Seattle Kraken fans, those new and old to hockey and hockey fans looking to have some fun. Along with you, we try to go into what lies beneath when it comes to everything Seattle Kraken and the NHL. Uh, this will be a therapy episode. Um, that will be your Kraken reaction. We might talk about the NHL. We definitely have a notum question, and we'll talk about our three stars of the week. But it's time to breathe, and let's start episode 98 by getting into some Kraken therapy. Welcome to it. Let's get going with the Kraken pod. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good night, whenever you're listening to this. My name's Jeff Janusik, your um, Kraken therapist, and this is my friend and co-host, Joey Cirillo. You don't have to whisper. Okay, good. Cause I, I was like, how long are we going to do this for? <laughs> I was trying to hold back the laughter. I know, the yeah, yeah. Thank okay. you for letting me do the bit. Yeah, no, yeah, of course. That was great. That was great. Um, Honestly, I feel like I should be laying down on the couch, or maybe you should be, because you're more optimistic, and I feel like I was, I you know. Okay. I got I to bring it back. Okay. I got to bring it back, the, the Kraken Therapist videos. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, those can't would, promise that right now. <laughs> those would be hitting right now. That's my, fine. My, with the move or whatever the hell we're doing right now. The move? The, you're the moving now? I thought you went from buying a house to... So you're not, now you're moving? Well, like to close, it's like fast. It's happening this fast? Dude, like we're just, what? we're supposed to close on the 18th of December. Okay. That's why you're not responding to my text anymore. I'm, it, yeah, dude, it yeah. is not, it's, okay. it's not you. It's, it's me. It's fine. Not yeah. you. That's it's, okay. Classic breakup. Are we in podcast uh, <laughs> co-host therapy now? <laughs> but it feels like No, there's are. no, I'm not breaking this shit up. You're, <laughs> hey, we're do or die here, man. We're in it to win it. That's okay. All right. So, okay. which the Kraken are not doing. No, they're not. But seriously, though, let's just get to it. Here is your Kraken reaction. I almost felt like I was going to barf a little bit there. I do. I feel queasy. I don't. I like. I feel the gut feeling is is uh, is uh-huh. weird. Is weird right now, man. And I got to tell you, this is the this is a, this is appropriate. This is the first time we're recording in person in a, in a couple yeah. of months. Yeah. Now that things are really on the on the downward slope, you're like, hey, you want to get together? Well, I, <laughs> I felt like this was one of those things. Like, hey, we need to meet. Okay, like, that's you know, fair. Hey, we, need to, we need to do this in person. Yeah. I was I wondering to- why, as soon as I opened the door, you just gave me a big hug. I was like, what's going on? It's really early. Yeah. yeah. It was weird that it lingered for like a minute. <laughs> yeah, a it lingered strange. for a while. Yeah, we both kind of felt And it. there was just us two. There's no one else around to witness it. So that was interesting. So we're fresh off of the loss last night to the Montreal Canadiens. Mm-hmm. Um, and the we're just we're just missing the life. Like the the Kraken life is gone. Like you've got the Canadiens who are mid. Mm-hmm. and um, Like a Death Eater flew over there. I've been watching a lot of Harry Potter. That's why I just thought of so that. So my, my son has too. Okay. He's into it. Nice. Um, it's, it's, I actually never watched it, so I watch it with him. It's pretty cool. Wait, what? I've never, I never read the books, never watched Harry I Potter. I never read the books either because I, I, even I was like past that time a little bit, but you got to watch the movies, man. Uh, it's Harry Potter. They came out when I was like, you know, 20-something and I just wasn't into it. I thought go. you were in your at least early 40s when the Harry Potter came out, right? Yeah, at least, yeah. <laughs> 65. Um... <laughs> But yeah, like you could like there's a jump, there's an electricity in some of these, there's an energy in these teams. Mm-hmm. And I saved a bunch of tweets from like last night because obviously you part of the Kraken fam. Mm-hmm. Kraken Pod fam. Kraken Pod fam. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um yeah, just everybody's feeling really and, and look, I'm gonna channel the therapist is feel what you feel. Mm-hmm. Feel what you feel. I'm not here to correct you. Like mm-hmm. if you feel angry, okay. upset, feel that. If you feel sort of melancholy, which is where I'm at. 
like mm. kind of like all right it, we just have to accept acceptance mm. right what are the 12 like there's the 12 phases or the 12 steps of yes. being a kraken fan the first step is acceptance that's where we're at so like yeah. you you we last episode we were talking about the panic button yeah i hit the shit out of that you sure did and appropriately so yeah w- w- like just where are you where are you at right now mentally I accepted it last week. I feel like I'm actually ahead of the curve right now. You right? are. People were holding on for dear life, and I'm just like, dude, I'm I'm accepting it. This team is not good. I'm I'm moving on mentally. I'm 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 obviously still watching all the games or doing the podcast, and I'm rooting for the boys. But you know, am I going into it, you know, uh, emotionally and let them beat me down like this? No, I can't do it anymore because it's too it's too depressing. And this road trip, which we're about to get into. Uh, perfectly kind of like encapsulate everything that I was feeling um, about the team. So unfortunately, I wanted to be wrong, but I didn't feel like I was. And uh, yeah, here we are. I think here's where I'm at is I'm in the same way. It's like, okay, yeah. you just have to, you have to yeah. pre- uh, prepare yourself. Yeah, they <laughs> lost last night at, at, the end, at the end of the game. I was like, all right, I just went in the kitchen, just ate some chocolate chip cookies and went to sleep. Sweet, I had sugar cookies. Nice. <laughs> Big problem I got to end in 2024 is the late night sugar. Um, but here, this is where I'm at. And I think okay. this is not totally my thought, but I really mm-hmm. liked so many tweets last night that, mm-hmm. that, that came in, right? Yeah. But Curtis Allen, and again, this is uh, Tuesday, December 5th, the morning of, um, and Curtis said, the Kraken need a puck-moving defenseman and another score. In the absence of those things, they have to outwork the other teams to and keep mistakes to a minimum. Neither of those things are happening. And I think that's pretty spot on. Um, yeah. I, I don't think... I, I, don't think, think they, I think they need more than that, but that's just me. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I think this is... Uh, you don't... You just, you, you're not firing Dave Haxtell. Don't fire Dave Haxtell. Because this is not his fault. Well, you can't. Well, okay. Well, one partially, it definitely is. I mean, okay, let's, that's fair. Let's, I'm not saying it 100 percent is, but part of this is on him. Um, I mean, it has to be. You're right, right. because You're right. the team is so bad. I want everyone to take accountability from the top going all the way down, including Ron Francis. I, I mean, saying, I'm being completely honest with you. We don't need to go into a debate over it, but I'm saying like he has to take partial, and he won't get fired because they extended him, and out of principle, I think they're going to hold on for a little longer. But the extension happened way too early. It was like, oh, he had one good season. Let's fucking give him six or whatever it was. You know, I think this is. Um, you're right. I think I'm thinking in terms say that of again because I'm kind of getting off. You've been right a lot. Right. Come on, <laughs> you know your shit. Um, even though you just started watching hockey, yes, like three years ago. Yes, um, <laughs> you've learned a lot. So, but here's the thing: is like, yeah. okay, I think we're all looking. We're all looking for like a quick fix, and there's just yes. not a quick firing Dave Haxtell. Not a quick fix. Not a quick fix. Uh, going out and somehow signing some elite scorer yeah. and a puck moving defense defenseman. Not a quick fix. And no. I, so I'm thinking like right now is like I don't. I think we have to settle into the fact and accept that this team is going to struggle this year, right? Yes. And things could things could happen. We don't know. <sighs> um, the first year was bad. Yeah, oh boy. It's just it's because there was so much optimism from last year, and like this is better. We're better than the first year. We're figuring some stuff out. There's no drastic move that we can make right now that's going to yeah. fix everything. I think this is a long term play, and you have to start looking at like what are we going to do? Do we go like you know we lost the role players last year? Obviously, made an impact. Like mm-hmm. the role players that we lost last season in the off season, um, we have not recovered from that. Yeah, right. So we haven't recovered from that, and you know we need to fix a lot of problems and address things. And I I think it's like okay, do you 
do you just continue to follow the plan and invest in youth yeah. and the farm system, which I think is the proper way to go? Mm-hmm. Do you go ham in the off season and, or at the you trade deadline? You sound like Jerry Depoto right now, and it's making me nervous. That's Who's the, that? That's the, uh, that's the general manager of the Seattle Mariners who just keeps being like, farm system, just raise the young guys. And it's like, dude, you've been taking this team for fucking years. So I think what's cool is, <laughs> hey, Ron Francis is an outsider. He's he's different. I think he's yeah. uh, he's he's has built winners. Yes. yes. Um. So I'm gonna I am gonna trust Ron Francis to to know what to do. WWRD. And he can't. You know, I, I think in this season he cannot uh, freak out, and he won't. He's no, he won't. Because yeah. he knows. He, he knows won't. what's up. So, and yeah. There's there you know there's there's stuff going on in the locker room. We got injuries. There's just tons of things that are beating us down. I think all the dudes are just depressed as shit. And yeah, it's uh, not good vibes in there. The vibes are the opposite. That locker room is fucking depressing. Yeah. So, I mean, you just like, they can't, they can't get it going. Um, They constantly get, you know, down early and they can't score. Mm -hmm. I'm watching in the standings and watching the goal differential, you know, go down, 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 down. We had, we started, we got it down to like minus 12. Now we're back to like minus 22. Okay. A losing streak doesn't help that, but it it does not. Long story short, we, are not going to get a quick fix to get this team right. Some, so I still, they're still on the outside of mid. Mm-hmm. Okay, I uh, disagree with that. No, I mean I'm, I'm looking at standings. Like they're just oh, a, technically, they're, yeah. Sure. They they could put together a stretch. They could become a playoff team. A lot has to happen. They will not. Do but that. you don't fire Haxtell. You don't make a drastic signing. You just kind of have to weather this storm, mm-hmm. which. Very Sucks. fitting and, for a C-based team. And again, yeah, you're right. <laughs> and, yeah, right. And again, you know, feel what you want. If you're angry because if you're angry because you're paying a lot of money to go to Climate Pledge Arena mm-hmm. and you're paying thirty dollars for a beer, like that's fair. Don't you know? Like maybe you don't go. You know what I'm saying? Like just watch on TV. I, you know. And anyway, you should feel how you want to feel about this, but. I think I'm hearing from you, Joey. Mm-hmm. Tell me if I'm wrong. We both settled into this is going to be a long season. Yes, we're here. We're not going anywhere. I think they'll figure this out eventually, and that could be in two or three years. Who knows? Yeah. But I I would like to see one or two big moves mm-hmm. in the offseason. I mean, it's I, I believe it's going to happen. I, I think I brought it up uh, la- on last week's episode, but there's a handful of guys that are on their last, you know, their last contract or their, not last contract, sorry, their last year uh, contract with the Seattle Kraken. Um, so I think that, you know, just by that, there's going to be some guys that the Kraken do not resign. Um, I was just actually just making a note of this. Uh, it came out yesterday. The NHL, the salary cap is increasing to 87.7 million. The Seattle Kraken are going to have room to make some moves, not only financially, uh, but also, you know, all the draft capital and everything they have. So there's potentials for trades. There's potentials for free agency. With that being said, this is verbatim what we were talking about this previous offseason. And I was optimistic at that time about the Seattle Kraken utilizing that flexibility to do something. They did a little bit of, of, of something, but it, it clearly was not enough. And in fact, the pieces that we lost were more than, than what we brought on. And it's been a major fucking problem. With that said, um, we also, last at the end of last season, didn't have the issue that we see now. So now uh, the... Issues with the Seattle Kraken are more glaring, right? So there's things that you you know you need to address versus going into last offseason and being like, oh, wow, look how good we did second round of the playoffs. If we can just add a little bit and tinker here and there, we might be able to repeat. Now we're looking at it being like, okay, this is where the team is at. We have some glaring needs we need to make, and we need to make some moves. So I think it's going to like light the fire 
underneath, you know, Ronnie Francis, WWRD, and make some shit happen. So, yes, it's a very roundabout way of saying, I think this offseason is going to be very exciting for the Kraken. Unfortunately, we are still months away from that, and we have to kind of, like you said, weather the storm this season. Yeah, I think so. And and if you want to recap everything, here's my quick recap. Yeah. Really, if you want to go into the details, cool. Here's here's the. We can uh, go over the games really quick. We so Thursday, last Thursday at Toronto. Yes. Um, dude, like Mitch Marner is on my fantasy team. Oh well, like, I'm happy for you. So no, you jinxed the crack. I think so. But here's the thing: cool. is like in my the one that I've been in for 20 <laughs> years, I'm like I almost sat him because he's been so he's been so bad for so long uh-huh. of course until, Kraken, I, until i played the seattle crack right natural hat trick um yeah here's my takeaway from these these losses the things uh-huh. that I, the things that i like okay is i like that uh father canner scoring goals doing his job yes like the great investment that's mm-hmm. awesome i love that yeah he had two goals in the game young guys um I, obviously we don't see more of them mm-hmm. doing more but i liked where the action's going. I like okay. Matty Beneers has some jump, a more, little more jump. He's played like, he played like shit against Ottawa and Montreal, but yes. So it's, it's, it's so like something's going, he's up figuring down, out. Down. I'm, yeah. I'm going to give him a pass. Okay. Right. Um, Ty Cartier, friend of the pod. Like, yeah. Like that dude, just like, you know, yeah. invest in that guy. Love carts. Yeah. Um, the only thing I like is the dude that we saw in the stands in Toronto, mm-hmm. uh, the Kraken King. Yeah. Kraken King. Drinking wine. The pinky out with like the rings on. Yep, with the cut with the glass of wine. Yep, he and his buddies is cutting up. Obviously, he was there with the, his Toronto friends. Yes, like he's probably I don't know if he's from Toronto or not. Here's what's cool is we found him. Yes, and thanks to like the Kraken Pod fam mm-hmm. uh, alerting him, and we are working on getting him on the show, which actually would be more interesting than talking about the Seattle Kraken right now. Way more interesting. Yeah. So anyway, anything we else could be to- like, tell me about your job, run me through your day to day. Yeah, and that'd be way more interesting. To have Two hours. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite wine? He's like, I work in a warehouse stocking cans of soup. You know what we need to do? Lay it on me. We need to find out his favorite wine. Yeah. And then we need to get them to sponsor the Kraken King. I'm into that. The Kraken King of Toronto only drinks Camus. I like it. You know? Okay. Yeah, okay. Anyway, what else you got from the Toronto game? The only thing, every time, what's frustrating is that every single time they crack and play anybody, uh, we make every goaltender look like a fucking Vezina finalist, and we make every skater who, like, you know, is in some slump able to break out of it. So it's like we're doing the opposite of giving ourselves confidence. We're giving other teams confidence. Mitch Marner gets a hat trick in the game, the second of his entire career. Um, And prior to that, two nights prior, he took a puck to the fucking jaw and was wearing, like, a full shield and cage and he also had an eight game goal drought going into it and of course against the Seattle Kraken he ends up with the hat trick so it's just really frustrating uh it just it keeps happening every time we play against the team we just make them look fantastic and it's uh you know and again they go to the shootout I saw you were being Jeff Lasso and you're like Seattle Kraken are gonna win in the shootout that is not what in fact it looked (laughs) it looked so bad I mean their skaters were quite literally like dancing on the ice around us it was it was a joke like the discrepancy in talent was on full display in that shootout against Toronto I'm proud of the boys for fighting back but again it's one of those things you get off to a slow start you're down to nothing you have to scratch and claw and fight your way back into a game you're able to do that yes they were able to get one point yes it's against Toronto on the road at the end of the day it's not enough and I remember in the you know I don't want to say begin I guess beginning of the season right because now we're getting more towards like the you know a third of the way through half the way through the season and 
multiple people were being like, well, you know what? I'd rather these games, instead of being losses, go into an overtime because at least we're getting that one point. And my point was, they're not winning these fucking games. These, this, these like, you know, one point in a shootout loss is not going to do it. Well, guess what? I was fucking right because now we're a third of the way, about a third of the way into the season and all these games that are going into overtime and shootouts that we're losing, they're not given the crack in what they need. And it's just an, an indication, again, this team you know, is not equipped, uh, you know, to make the playoffs this year. And it's just not a really good team overall because they they need the two points. They need the wins, but they're incapable of doing that for the most part. If we had those six extra points, because we have six OT uh, losses. So if we had those six extra points and and that was, those are wins. Yes. That would put us right back into the playoff hunt. Yeah. In the West. And and, and by the way, it would also trick us because we'd be looking at our record be like, we're not that, we're not that good. No, if we had those six extra points, it'd be all right. <laughs> Actually, it's there is a log jam in the Western Conference, so there's right. there's a lot of mid teams. So I'm saying is like, we could still make something happen, but I it's got to happen believe, soon. You're still holding out for hope. I don't know how you're I'm doing. I'm just that. looking at like okay, technically with the points. Okay. I mean, for sure, technically sure. How yeah. many games would we play more than anybody else? I broke that down last week as well when I hit the panic button. So we have played... It's, like, it's probably two to three games more than anyone else. No, people have caught up. Okay. Same as uh, the Golden Knights. Yeah, Golden... Us mm-hmm. uh, have played 26. Yes. Um, the Ducks, the Coyotes, who are on fire. They're on fire. fire, by the way. That team's a wagon. The the Blues, the Preds, the Jets. What, 24? The Avalanche, 24. 24. Okay, so, so two. You know, we are, yeah, you're right. You're right on that. But, it, it, you know... It, anyway, there, it's possible. You never know. You just don't know what you're going to get with this team. Although we do uh, know. I think we it's starting know. to really yeah, right. settle into it. <laughs> yeah, never mind. Scratch and this, that. And this road Delete trip is that really, clip. Yeah, this, yeah, this road trip is, again, really uh, indicative of what's going on. Saturday moving on. Uh, game against Ottawa. God, that game. I missed this game. And, dude, Me too. I, I was in Mississippi. Were, it, what were you fr- doing in Mississippi? So my, my son's first ever sleepover. Uh-huh. Um, you know, he's eight. Was it across state lines? Well, it was a, we got invited <laughs> to go like, to what? my friend's my buddy's camp his like his his two buddies uh-huh. uh, so they're twins and they're, they they have a camp in mississippi uh-huh. it's like come on out let's, we'll do a uh, overnight and it's like there's stuff that there's like a huge uh you know tree fort and all this cool stuff to do out there and they can play yeah. flag football and so we don't really let we're not letting our kids do sleepovers for uh, a long time because you okay. know there's a lot of shit that can happen in sleepovers so anyway I was a it was a parented sleepover that I went with him to Mississippi and I was okay. So there's like nine kids, like and, a chaperone sleepover. Yeah, it was like three or four. So like the dads, we were, had steaks, we were drinking wine. So it was cool. It that was, sounds like, awesome. Yeah, it was it was pretty legit. So like minus the kid part for me, but that's cool. Oh no, it's like this. That, <laughs> once you get you, this is life. This is life. But uh, but you know, as they get older too, they get a little more uh, able to kind of like just chill out and they're all in the basement just watching movies and yeah, playing they're games. just gonna hang out and just be like little dudes. It's fine. It was cool. Yeah. So anyway, okay. I didn't watch the game either and i feel like our energy missing thank from, god yeah i'm sorry I'm not, go, I'm not going you know sorry i'm not sorry i'm not sorry that i missed this game the kraken end up losing two nothing to ottawa they get completely shut out um and and again i was making a joke about this i'm even thinking ahead about it but we you know we make every goaltender look like a fucking vezina finalist how about anton forsberg with 39 saves his first shutout um on the entire season and this win was only ottawa's second at home all fucking season at this point the kraken have lost four straight they're oh three and one in that stretch uh actually outshot ottawa 15 to three in the third period 
Uh, Forsberg was just completely solid. And again, it's too little, too late. By that point, you're down and you're just trying to fight back. The good news is that Turbo was back in the lineup. Uh, Schultz played in his 700th career uh, NHL game. Uh, we ended up actually out shooting Ottawa 39 to 28. And I'm looking at the stats of the game and I went back and I watched the highlights. And it's not like the Kraken were playing that bad, but Ottawa, man, they were just on a fucking mission. Like these guys were just playing really tough, really gritty hockey. I looked at their block shots total 23 to 8. Eight being the Seattle Kraken side. Like, they were just putting putting bodies in front of pucks, playing good defense. Uh, Forsberg, you know, I can't tell, standing on his head or playing the Seattle Kraken. Maybe both can be true. I don't know. But Seattle gets shut out, 2 nothing, fourth loss in a row. What stinks is teams now are using our game, playing us as... This is what we did last year. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. you know what, we guys, we have got to get in and get this win. We cannot lose to this team. And that our guys sucks. are just lost in space. I mean, holy shit! They get, uh, we're about to get into the game uh, against Montreal, but like the turnover that we had that led to a goal, where you just have our de- our defensemen like legitimately just standing on the ice looking around. I'm like, fuck! I could do that. Give me two million dollars a year. I think the for me the very simple breakdown is we have uh, a defense that looks lost a lot. Right. Yes. So that's skill, probably. Right. And then also, too, we don't have enough offensive talent to mm-hmm. stretch out the ice, get the other team to chase a talented person around, which opens up other guys. Yeah. So we have a handful of guys who are still getting it done. Right. But we don't have enough offensive power and creativity to to go back to the Ottawa game. We outshoot yeah. them 15 to three. But it was like, you know, just like launching shots in from the point. Yeah. Like, and there's not enough talent, whether that's, you know, pure skill or uh, somebody who can cause chaos in front of the net. You know, uh, you look at a team like Boston and they have all of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You look I, at the I Rangers who are yeah. crushing it right now. Same exact thing. The Kraken are down so bad right now that you're giving the Boston Bruins credit. That's uh, how bad they're down right now. You know, I, I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> God. Who am I? I'm, I'm truly a therapist today. <laughs> okay. I'm truly like just open yeah. to everything. I'm putting away my past transgressions. Okay. And the Bruins are a good team. I don't like them. Wow. Their fan base are trash. You're like one more loss away from being like, check out the Penguins last night. Dude. <laughs> that'll never happen. Ever. I don't know who it is in our, twi- in our Twitter feed, but yeah. uh, I think one of the podcasts we follow, mm-hmm. uh, it's part of the THPN, the Hockey Podcast Network. I love the fact that they always wake up. It's another uh, Pittsburgh Penguins game. Or no, unfortunately, breaking news, unfortunately, it's another Pittsburgh yes. Penguins game. And it's game like day. a sad meme. It's like, it's so like sad. somebody just like I think we're going to steal that. Yeah, we, we got to start that. doing that. Okay, good. That'll yeah. be our thing. All right. Montreal? Montreal, uh, last night, because, again, we're recording this Tuesday morning. The Kraken lose 4-2, fifth game in a row they've lost. Sean, Man- uh, Sean Monahan scores twice. Uh, Josh Anderson, speaking of a guy that hasn't done anything in a long time, how about a 27-game goal drought? Ends up getting the empty netter to really seal it against the Seattle Kraken last night. How happy was he? Did you see that? He was uh, like dude, yeah, he hadn't scored in 27 games. Yeah. Have no fear the Seattle Kraken are in town. Whatever drought you had going on, we probably promise that we will give you an opportunity to take care of that. Uh, Montreal, this is their first win at home since November 11th. Again, the uh, Kraken's fifth straight loss. Um, the good news, Canner had a goal. The guy's on fire. You want to talk about guys that have been playing really well. I mean, 
Schwartzy, honestly, was my early season, you know, Seattle Kraken MVP. He went down to injury. Uh, Father Canner has stayed hot. I think he's kind of taken over the reins as far as that goes. The Dundertaker, your boy, he gets a goal and an assist. It's not enough. Uh, the Seattle Kraken ends up losing again. It was really weird. There were some strange questions being asked. I don't know if you saw this to the Dundertaker afterwards. <laughs> um, and he was just not fucking having it, like, in the locker room. It's like, how do you want him to answer these questions about you know, what the loss and, and all that stuff. And he's like, yeah, we lost. Like, we, we fucking suck. Like, he said like, we've lost four in a row. There's like, not really much to take from he, it. Yeah, like, there's not there's not Fair. much to take from he's it. He's pissed. It's and like, I, yeah, he's mad. He's like, we're not getting points. Like, we're not getting it together. There's not a lot going on at all right now. Like, what do you want me to say? Vince Dunn, so he, okay, so Vince, if you're going to address, if you had to pick one thing to address mm-hmm. moving forward, I really think it's, you could say, like, what if he was like our head coach and, just, and then just stop talking and be like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> that would be dun- a pure Dundertaker move. Oh, he'd be a healthy scratch for the first game uh, on the homestand. I can promise you that. That'd much. be the most shocking thing to ever be said. And ho- hockey players don't say much. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like that would be insane if, yeah. if somebody came out and just like started keeping it real, real. I, I, I he's he's mad because he's he's performing offensively. He's performing pretty well. He, there's definitely I see uh, you know defensively he's got lapses, but that's also yes. too part of. I we I think we need we need somebody super talented. We need like a top 20, 30 person, uh, maybe 20, I guess. We need somebody big. We need somebody to break through and become like, oh, watch out for this dude. I just had a realization. I have something that I can actually put the entire blame for this season on. Bowie? Oh, I actually, I do no. wish I put it on Bowie. No, I Bowie's bl- like, I blame, no, I, I'm being dead fucking serious right now. I blame this year on last season's performance. Because if you think about it, I really do believe that the Seattle Kraken overperformed last season. And it was a great year. I mean, again, second round of the playoffs, taking Dallas D, beating Colorado. I wouldn't trade that for anything. But because the team overperformed, I feel like it really messed with the Seattle Kraken's ability to kind of sit back and objectively analyze this team in the offseason. So instead of making the moves that the Kraken might have and maybe would have done, right, if they were in a different place. They were like, well, we don't really need to do much because look at this core we, that we have here. Again, if we can just kind of tinker, bring in a couple of pieces and lose some guys like a Spronger or Donato, I think we'll be fine. And as a result of that, this is the product that we have out on the ice. So I'm just saying, I'm kind of blaming last year's performance for how we're doing this season. Okay, I'm looking at, um, we're, we're, we're done with Montreal. Yeah, Um you know, the game's coming up. I was like, oh, we're playing at home. Oh, wait. The Seattle Crack actually do better on the road than at home, which is not good because we haven't been really that good on the road at all this season either. <laughs> so we're play- this is not good. This week, we're all, the rest of this week, we're playing uh, all yes. teams that want that need wins. So that sucks. Yeah. New, oh, and New Jersey, Tampa, teams. Minnesota. Yeah. They all need to win. Six-game homestand, by the way. Right. And against, for the most part, teams that are... Uh, either really good, need wins, or are starting like on the up and up. Like Minnesota, new head coach, they're starting to catch fire. New Jersey, super talented. Tampa, like they are what they are. Um, I mean, I don't know, man. It's uh, again six game homestand starting Thursday. It doesn't look that promising. I would love like a silent protest from Seattle Kraken fans to show the organization that this is not okay and they will not stand for it. But yep. I think we've already started to see that because if you remember the last home game. I remember watching it and being like, not only is the crowd kind of sparse, like it didn't seem like it was a sold out. I mean, I'm sure it was, right? But 
maybe just some fans just aren't showing up and watching in person, especially if it's late night during the week. It's like you're going to lose sleep and go into work exhausted the next day to go watch the crack and get their asses beat at home. That's not fun. No. And then while you're there, you're paying, you know, $20 for a fucking beer. I want like the silent protest where it's like, you know, if you want to show up and root for the team, then of course, by all means do so. But when the arena is really quiet and the team's kind of sucking, like this is your way of, as a fan being like this product, this on ice product is not okay. And you are charging us money out of the ass. One of the most expensive franchises in the NHL to watch this broke ass team. I don't think that that's okay at all. No, I think that's it's fair. like the fucking again. I'm bringing this back to the Mariners because they're just doing a bunch of offseason shit right now. That's really upsetting. But it's like you have a, a bad product on the field, but meanwhile you're continuing to raise you know season ticket prices and you're charging out of the ass for you know food and beverage and everything else. Uh, but meanwhile you're completely okay with taking the team and just gouging your fan base. Like I don't think the Seattle Kraken are doing that, but I think it's completely okay if the fans show up and they express their concerns to the organization because the team needs to feel that. I want Ron Francis to feel that pressure as well. Like I want I want the whole organization. Uh, to feel the pressure from the fan base. The on-ice product is not okay, and that changes need to be made, not necessarily in this season, because like you said, I don't think there's a magic button they can hit, but this offseason, make some fucking moves. Perfect segue. All right. First of all, perfect rant. I totally agree. Yeah. We're not in Seattle, and you just totally nailed, I think, what most people are thinking of Seattle. It needs to happen. I mean, I, I just, it's ridiculous. I mean, we haven't been Christmas to Christmas presents or cracking games? Christmas presents. Exactly. All day. Are you I'm kidding me? About. So here's here's what I have. Uh, I'm looking at the 2024 NHL free agents. Yeah. Um, and this is what I'm. I saw you type, and I was like, he's he's up to something. Uh, here's I'm picking two, and maybe we'll tweet this list and say pick two. Uh, by the way, Ebbs is on that list. Now, yeah. my my thought. Oh, he's is, gone. If I'm being like he's black gone. and white, just yeah. like literal yeah. manager. Yeah. I'm letting Ebbs go. No, Ebbs is Ebbs is is leaving. If I had to, if I had to make a bet on it, he's he's out. Yeah, because he he wants to win a cup. Yeah. And he deserves for a chance to go win a cup. Um, and we got to start getting younger-ish and, and just faster and more. Anyways, whatever. Ebbs, I love you, Ebbs, but he's going to be gone. These guys are these guys are uh, a little older. Mm-hmm. Here's who I want. Number one, Tyler Myers from Vancouver. Wow. You're I, really poking the bear. No, I'm not doing that. But I'm doing that. Here's the thing is like, okay, back in the day. I'm just... Back the, in, the very brief history with the Kraken, there's going to have to be like a, him and Maddie are going to have to meet like one-on-one somewhere and like really hug shit out. They will. Back in the day, <laughs> if Tyler Myers walked up to and said, hug me, yeah. work it out, I'd be yeah. like, yes, sir, sure, absolutely. Yeah. Um, he's huge. But um, Say yes, sir, yeah, sure. I would say yes, sir. <laughs> I don't care. He's, he is uh, I was quoting years a movie, younger Jeff. than me. Come on. Oh, sorry, I, I, was qu- I was quoting a movie. Missed the reference. Right. Um, here's why Tyler Myers is that defenseman mm-hmm. that makes other teams go, oh, shit, here's that guy. Well, he's done it to us. I can tell you that one. Right. Oh, man, he's going to beat my ass behind the ref's back. Mm-hmm. He's 6'8". Mm-hmm. He's going to, like, he's the defensive, like, literal ogre mm-hmm. that will scare the shit out of people and throw fists and all the things. How old is he? He's 33. Okay. Right? Um, the next guy who is very underrated he is uh, a little over. First of all, he's overshadowed because he's on a team that nobody ever gets. Uh, they never get any love. Is Sam Reinhart mm-hmm. from the Panthers? No, I love. I love Sam. Dude's Reinhardt. twenty-eight. He's yeah. in his prime. 
He's scoring. He's scoring like crazy. He's a top scorer in the league. He's top twenty. I'm well aware because he's on my fantasy team. He's murdering people. Sam Reinhart is really good. Yeah, and he's a free agent, yeah. right? And uh, currently, his cap hit with the Panthers is sixty five six point five million bucks. Okay. Tyler Myers is uh, straight up six. Uh, Ebbs is five point five. I don't know. I'm thinking like like. Y- You've got to maybe you know you're not going to afford some crazy big uh, trade with somebody else. Although um, Tuvo Teravainen, mm-hmm. Tuvo Tovo from Carolina, that guy is is very underrated, and he's kind of had a, a, a he's still a, a great player on the on the Hurricanes, um, but he's struggling a little bit. Um, he might be discounted, which is kind of cool. So anyway, but I, I, I mean, would if there's say, a guy that has a pipeline and a you know and a direct uh, communication with the uh, with Carolina, it's Ron Francis. So exactly. But Sam Reinhart, Tyler Myers, that'd be my pick. You can't really see this list here, but I cannot. Um, no, um, I, you know Tarasenko is, is kind of he's he's I think he's past his prime. Agree. Um, there's a whole bunch of names on this list that are pretty cool, but I like that because you've got uh, uh, first of all, and also to Sam Reinhart is like watch. I'll challenge you and anybody. I've been right paying now. attention to him because again, fantasy team and they're murdering. For what, me. But watch a Florida Panthers game. Yeah, and. I, I'm pretty sure that any announcer is going to, like, they highlight his name. Mm-hmm. Watch him. Watch how he, because he plays, like, uh, uh, both ways, aggressively. Mm-hmm. Like, a, like if you were uh, analyzing football, you'd say he plays downhill, right? He's, like, he's yes. constantly everywhere. He's just, he's, he's got so much effort. He's got so much electricity and energy. Okay. He's a dude that I, I'm, re- all of a sudden now, I want Sam Reinhardt. Okay. And I want I want a big ass beast on the back end that's just going to destroy everybody. I just don't like that he's big 30, rig- I don't like that he's thirty three years old. I just don't. I I, I want to get a little bit younger and a little bit and a little bit faster. No, we tr- no we get him in to train these guys, these younger guys, right? Yeah. So like you got, I think you go with somebody in their prime who's going to give us another five years. Sam Reinhart, sign him to a five year contract, right? Uh, give him you know seven point two or whatever it's going to be. Um, he'll probably be more than that. Probably more like eight. And then you go with Tyler Myers. So that's my pick. That's the choice. Gonna Ron need, we're Francis. We're need more than that, but all right. No, but what are you going to do? <laughs> okay, we'll sign uh, uh, Steve Stamkos. That's cool. He can be a leader. He's old as shit, but he can be our leader. He's very we'll old. Sign, yes. Uh, Brent Seabrook, who's older than time itself. Um, anyway, Sam Reinhart, Tyler Myers. That's my pick. That's what I'm saying. That's what we need. Let's go. Okay. Let's do it. Let's see what happens. A little bit of a hot take with Myers there, but I like where your head's at. <laughs> we need that. Like I, I was going to say earlier... Uh, is go, if I go back, if I really talk to myself, and let's say, let's say Claude mm-hmm. Lemieux was yeah. on the Red Wings. Oh Jesus, he's one of those players. Yeah, that does. You would have embraced that at that time. Uh, if if he had been on the team, like if it, if the situation was reversed. Yes, and I and and uh, I'm very convinced again that Colorado Avalanche and Golden Knights fans are the most triggered, and this may trigger folks. But if we if we sw- swapped out. At least we had Lemieux for the whole time with the Avalanche rivalry. I don't know what would have happened, okay? Um, because we would not have the Wings would not have won that first Stanley Cup, yeah. Um, because of the uh, the whole incident there with Darren McCarty, yes. Um, but anyway, I would a player like that. You need a player like that who's going to do crazy shit, who's not afraid, who does all the things, who's hated by every other. Like literally, he was in the Detroit Red Wings head rent free until they could, you know destroy him and kick him out yeah so yeah, anyway yeah. that's i want a player like that 
We Speaking need. To, we don't have anybody that is a. Fr- There's nobody on our team, offensively or defensively yes. or in goal, that makes people go like, "Shit, we got to go against that guy." I've been saying that for weeks. I'm with you 100. percent But speaking of in your head, I have to say, you know, <laughs> you know, like as fans were like chirping at us about how the Seattle Kraken play like the most boring style of hockey, and like how can you watch these guys play every night? Like, holy shit! And I just thought that it was them just you know trolling the fuck out of us, which to a degree it was, dude. They're in my head now because last night, as I was watching the game against Montreal, it was a snooze fest. And I'm as I'm watching the game, I was like, "Oh my god, those motherfuckers might be right." The, the like this team, this style of hockey is is so fucking boring. I love these guys to death, but oh my god, like as I'm watching these games, I'm just like, "Could be doing something else right now." I'm mm-hmm. not. I'm not doing something else right now. But this, this but this style of hockey is uh, it's not. Uh, it's not fun. I'll tell you that much. It is not. But you know what is fun? Christmas presents. I agree. And you should think about this because really, I don't care how old you are. You could totally go with Raycon because here's what's up. Raycon is all about awesome audio, right? I'm talking about Bluetooth speakers, uh, earbuds. Raycon is quality um, and affordability. It's like half the price of the fruit brand, right? Mm. So I'm talking about crystal clear audio, super long battery life, price is super low, two years of product protection insurance, free domestic shipping. They've got so many amazing reviews because they crank out really great products, right? So, so if you're thinking of like stocking stuffers or straight up gifts, you know what I'm saying? Is you can maybe get the kids something really nice when it comes to audio. You don't have to sacrifice it and, and, and get something that's like a discount on Amazon where you can go and spend a couple of bucks and have Raycon hook you up with something awesome for a Christmas present. And if you go to buyraycon.com slash THPN, that's buy, like I'm going to buy this thing, buyraycon.com slash THPN, get 15% off your Raycon order. Buyraycon.com slash THPN, score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. And then DraftKings Sportsbook, I, I cannot wait, Get download the app. DraftKings Sportsbook, download the app. The NFL is on fire right now. Uh, new customers can bet $5 when you use the DraftKings Sportsbook app and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. You just got to put the, the the bet down. That's it, right? So do that with the NFL. Um, I'm loving this because I've been looking at futures here uh, uh, with the Heisman uh, a couple of weeks ago. I had Jaden Daniels at like plus, I don't know what it was at, pretty good odds. I, I threw down um, 150 bucks to win 400 bucks. Oh, shit. Bucks. Yeah, because I was like, this is a lock. Uh, yeah, it's I, a feel lock. Like, I feel like he's he's kind of a lock. It's yeah. a lock. Okay. By the way, shout out Washington. Shout out Washington. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I thought I thought the I thought the dogs had their number in the in the rematch. I really did. So I have to I have to admit I was wrong. What the wrong. fuck is wrong with you? Uh, first off, I grew up hating U Dub, and I still fucking hate U Dub to this day. Because when you grow up in Washington State, you either are a Husky or a Cougar. And I have always been like anti mainstream. And when where I grew up at, I was extremely 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 poor, and all the rich kids at my school all went to the University of Washington. So naturally, that made me go fuck the Huskies. I'm a Pullman fucking Cougar, Washington State University, all the way, baby. So I've always rooted for Washington State University. And 1997, when I was growing up, 
um, specifically I was 13 years old, that was the year of Ryan Leaf. And they went all the way to the Rose Bowl, played against Michigan, which you should remember, and played against what, Darren Woodson. Incredible game. Ryan Leaf goes to the NFL, becomes, becomes one of the biggest busts. Now he's like, you know, revived himself, had to go to rehab, the whole deal. But anyways, that was like peak Washington State University. So like I fell in love with that team. So I've been a Cougar the whole way. Okay, okay. With that being all said, right, all right, I still, all right. I still root for Washington okay. teams. All right. There you go. God, I was, but I was wrong. I thought UW would get handed to him, and they did not. By the way, um, their their quarterback, and I'm forgetting his name. Is it Panic or whatever? Yeah, uh, he could very well win the Heisman too. He's a beast. No, he's not gonna happen. Um, he's gonna be a great NFL quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fanta- yep. Fantastic NFL quarterback. Uh, also, too. Speaking of uh, terribly poor, as I remember the Michigan Washington game because I was watching that in a hotel room. Yeah, my mom lived in a hotel room for like a month. Yeah, because we were trying to find a place to live. Yeah. So Rose Bowl ninety seven. High, high five, poverty baby. Nice. Let's go. All right, let's, let's go. go. Poverty. <laughs> Being poor. That's right. <laughs> Anyway, back to DraftKings Sportsbook app. Um, I also, too, am feeling great. The Go immediately, and I'm, this is not gambling advice, but go look up what you got when it comes to Peter Laviolette, the, uh-huh. Ran- the Rangers head coach, yeah. and the future for him to win the Jack Adams Award because the Rangers are just a wagon. They're on fire. Uh, they are an elite team. And I think he's almost, I'm not going to say lock, but he's like at the top right now. So go see what you can get. Okay. DraftKings Sportsbook app. Make sure you use code THPPing. Jesus. <laughs> I finally broke down. Uh, download the app. Sign up with code THPN. That's the Hockey Podcast Network. New customers can bet five bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. Mm-hmm. So, all right. No dumb questions. Yes. What is the Notem question this week, Joey? Excuse me. I'd like to ask you a few questions. This week's Notem question is, it comes from Ernie Fitchell. Shout out to Ernie. How do players know when they are being subbed out? In every other sport, there's a pause, but in hockey, it happens very smoothly and in play. Great question. Here's the answer. Uh, so typically, it's actually pretty easy. A coach will actually just call out a line in the game so the players are going to know who's expected to hit the ice. Uh, players also will like will signal, will do gestures towards the bench to let them know, to let their uh, other uh, teammates know that they are tired and need to come off the ice. And because a coach is going to call out a line in a game, uh, line changes also happen by line. So usually if a four changes out, all the fours change out, so three, or defensive pairing. Uh, and also, uh, another thing to keep note of here is that the average shift length in the NHL is 45 seconds long. So players know this. They also know you've been playing the game long enough. You know when you start to get tired. You know when it's, when it's your time to come off the ice. Now, obviously, they can, this can change a little bit. There's a power play. It can be like a minute or a little bit over a minute on the power play. Uh, PK actually like goes down 30 seconds or so uh, because you're skating around a lot more. You're chasing guys around. But anyways, the average shift like the NHL is 45 seconds long. And here's a fun fact for you. The average NHL player burns 1,800 to 2,500 calories per game because the game is so intense Jesus. and it's so fast moving that even if your shift is only 45 seconds to a minute max, um, you're still burning that many calories because you're exerting all of your energy in that time period. So that's how players know. Um, and that's how, and that's how the shift change happens 
in real time. It's kind of crazy to watch it, but you'll also see the guys, you know, kind of indicating to their teammates, hey, I need to come off the ice, and yeah, that's how they do it. Yeah, yep, exactly. And they also, too, they they sit according to where they come yes. out. Yeah, they will. Yeah, that's a There's very good point There's two doors, and like, so yes. wherever, uh, so like the defensive pair comes out uh, towards the defensive end of the ice, and then vice versa for the offensive. So that's an awesome question. Yeah. Um, also, I have to mention really quick, uh, strategic matchups. So like if you're playing against an opponent, and like your first line's out there, and they're like the offensive team, uh, they're offensive guys, uh, and, the other, and the other guys put out their first line, but their offense is better than yours, you might want to do a shift change as soon as you can because you're like, well, shit, we should get our guys out there who play better at defense because if their offense is better, this could actually be a problem. And now we're wasting our, you know, our offensive guys versus theirs. So anyway, it's stuff like that. That's getting more um, ticky-tacky into it. But yeah, that's basically how uh, shift changes happen. So I'm going to tell you this, Joey, is uh, of course, nothing's happened for like three days and now everything is happening while recording this no, podcast. No, I noticed. Yeah, your phone's been going off with, the entire time. With the, the house thing. So let's do the fastest three stars ever. All right, go. All right, start. Uh, peppermint, mocha, everything. Dude, I'm a Starbucks peppermint mocha. So I, I can now... You're a basic bitch. I can talk about it right now. <laughs> I order peppermint mochas all year round. Uh-huh. You can do that. Okay. And I love it. Peppermint mocha, but I don't do the whipped cream and all this shit. I do like uh, almond milk. Oh, so you don't make it good. I, I make it enough to have the, the peppermint. I love the peppermint. Okay. So that's my third star. All right. My third star, unfortunately, is the Seattle Mariners. Uh, rest in peace. Jared Kellenick, Evan White, and Marco Gonzalez. They got traded to the Braves. Plus $4.5 million in fucking cash. Are you kidding me? For two arms that no one wants. Uh, one of them is still a prospect. That's fine. The Mariners are dumping cash, which is fine and all. Um, but the issue is they need to sign players. I'm mostly still upset over a Eugenio Suarez being traded um, away. I'm happy that he's going to Arizona because he'll at least be able to uh, uh, to compete over there. But yeah, the Mariners. I, I just I can't stand this fucking franchise. <laughs> they've been th- they've been this way since I was a kid. Jerry Depoto is the worst. I'm still trying to hold out hope for them to sign somebody. But anyways, that's my that's my third star of the week is the Seattle Mariners continuing to torture this fan base. Meanwhile, raising ticket prices. So. Kraken, do not take a page out of their book for the love of God. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that, you know, God, I'm sorry, Seattle sports fans. It happens. Fans. Um, my second star is the Detroit Lions. Um, the Detroit Lions, you know, we're here in New Orleans, and the Saints just, they just, they are our uh, Seattle Kraken. Uh huh. Um, Man, the Saints, they just, they have so much shit that they need no, to I don't do. care about them. I'm a Seahawks fan. They're trying, they're, they're doing just as worse. So it's fine. Yeah, you're right. But uh, the Detroit Lions, I'm just, I'm so, this team's a really good team. Yeah, nine and three. And um, first they, time since like 92. They almost lost to the Saints after being up like super big on them. But um, what's cool is my son is really into football. Yeah. Like he's really loving football. And I love that because I love to watch football and I love to watch football with him. But uh, he had his braces changed out yesterday. His, his uh, rubber bands, mm. right? You can get colors. Rubber bands. Man, yeah, rubber man, man. He came back home. <laughs> He's like, Dad, Dad, guess, guess what colors I got? Uh-huh. I'm like, I was like, um, I don't know, buddy. Maybe Christmas colors. What's up? Blue and green. He, he said, he said, no, I got lions colors. Ooh, blue and silver. Oh, said, dude, shit. that's so cool. That was Hell so yeah. nice. Okay. So anyway, I'm, a, I'm a Saints fan, but it's not. I, I'm. We're officially now a Lions squad, mm-hmm. uh, and we're gonna root for them through the playoffs. They right, need to get Hawks. a playoff win. All right. So Lions NFC best team in the NFC. Hawks suck. So there you go. And that's not nice. Go Hawks always. Uh, I'm gonna get him a DK Metcalf jersey. But uh, you know, if the Seahawks. Do, if the Seahawks listen, if the Seahawks don't make the playoffs. I'll hop on the Lions bandwagon. Okay. All right. All I right. like the Seahawks. I do. Yeah. My second star of the week is just 24 hour bars in New Orleans. I went to a show. Saturday night and I missed Seattle getting shut out. Sorry, I'm not sorry. Um, Pretty which, lights. Oh my god, dude. dude. 
Uh, unbelievable show. Played for four and a half hours, nine to one thirty. I get out of the show, and then I was dancing until six in the fucking morning. I was going all night. Got wow. home right in the, right when the sun started coming up. And there's only like two cities in the United States where you could do that, and New Orleans is one of them. So shout out to Twenty Four Hour Bars. Uh, I had a great night. Uh, it was just a fucking blast. And I finally feel like myself today after two days of recovery. <laughs> <laughs> just keeps getting worse, man. I got a few years on you. It's getting worse. Yep. Uh, my first star is Mardi Gras Ball. This this weekend is the uh, crew of Cleopatra. Nice. Uh, oh Mardi my Gras God, Ball. it's that time. It's all, well, it's an early Mardi Gras. It's, I know, it's, I know. So it's like, crazy. it's all happening real quick. Um, so my wife is a lieutenant in this uh, in in the crew of Cleopatra. It's her family's deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a bunch of friends going, which is awesome. You know, so we're super pumped to go to this thing, and we're gonna make a day of it. Uh, kids are taken care of with the in laws, uh, who actually for the first time in a long time are not gonna go to this, um, and they're gonna watch the kids, which is awesome. So oh, shit. we're gonna go enjoy it, and I'm looking forward to it. And uh, we're in the middle of this house buying shit, as you've um, talked about. It's super stressful. Yeah, like, like you're moving in. I was like, you're like, oh, we might get the house. Now you're like, yeah, we're moving. I'm it's, like, wait, what? <laughs> Like Dude, what it's is so happening? fast. It's like it's so it's so we have yeah. to do it fast because this neighborhood it like it's like, like Talladega Nights. Anarchy. Well, it's anarchy. Either, it's either in this neighborhood we want to get into, it's either like really piece of shit house or really super fucking expensive. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that looks great. How much is it? Oh, that's way too expensive. This one we found was like right in the middle. It's not out the of our Goldilocks. Yeah, and the then, Goldilocks. So you gotta move it. quick. Yeah, you gotta, we had to you like literally move. we saw it and the next morning we made an offer. And they accepted Full it. Full fucking ass. And they accepted it. They did. Because okay. we came in hot, yeah, with like some good financing and shit. So okay. it's like, all right. So like, anyway, it's that's what, I got to fucking go. <laughs> all right, yeah, okay. Anyways, my last star, and then Jeff's got to go buy a house. We're uh, wheeling dealing, baby. My, my first go. star of the week is Endymion. Yeah, I am, I am going to Endymion for the first time ever. I've never actually like the ball, the ball uh, for Mardi the extravaganza, Gras, the extravaganza the at the dome. Oh, dude, I'm very excited. Who's Max, playing? Do have they Ma- announced yet? Um, I think it's like Flowrider and some other shit. I don't give oh, a yeah, fuck. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I mean, like honestly, I'm gonna be so fucked up that I won't. I won't even really know what's going on. I mean, last time I went to Mardi Gras balls, eating mushrooms in front of cops. I mean, like I get, I get, I have they a good care. time. They don't care at all. It's Mardi Gras. Um, but anyways, Endymion going for my first time. Mardi Gras. I'm excited. It's a friend's thirtieth uh, birthday, so he wants to go big. We're getting a huge crew for it. So yeah, Endymion, my first star of the week. I gotta commit to those tickets soon, but it's happening. It's at the dome. I'm pumped. You, if you don't know anything about Mardi Gras, which you know a lot of you who are not, are not listening or not in New Orleans, is look up Endymion. Yeah, and you will not. You'll be blown away. Biggest party of the year by how crazy in this the is. For it's not like oh, what you mean like the French Quarter and throwing beads? It's like it's no, it's a parade. That's what the tourists are doing. Yeah. Well, we're in the dome, just it's obliterate. a parade that literally goes through the streets, right? And it's crazy. Like the the biggest, it's a super crew, biggest parade, lights everywhere. It's insane. And then the floats literally drive right into the Superdome. Where the Saints play. That holds 70,000 people. Where it's full. Yes. And the field is full of people in, in, tuxi- in tuxedos and ball, and ball gowns. gowns. Yep. Yes. And it's it, Flow Rider and like three huge acts are playing. Yeah. All, and it goes on all, all night. night. All night. It's and it's insane. bring your own booze. You can bring whatever you want inside. <laughs> and it just it's, goes fucking ham. No other no yeah. other pro sports uh, stadium hosts something like this. It's no. insane. All right. Yeah. All right. So anyway... Hold on, hold on, hold on. There's a future for the Seattle Kraken. Bring it down, bring it May down. not be this year, but thank you for this uh, great therapy session. Feel how you want to feel, okay? Joey, feel how you want to feel. Let's go Kraken. Have faith. Mm-hmm. We're still here for you. Acceptance. Seattle Kraken. And we're going to leave you with the Kraken pod. Chirp of the week. 
You got your fucking longboard down here, 2-3? You got yoga pants under your gear or what? 